0: that is elusive to many of us. And I'm not talking about a special Christmas gift, although I'm sure some of you are out there now shopping. You, you maybe, if you, God forbid, you were in the mall yesterday, it had to be a madhouse there, because when I drove by it, Pastor Amy and I drove by it, every parking spot looked filled, all of them. I mean, out there to the Golden Corral, and they weren't going to the Golden Corral. I know people are seeking special gifts and trying to make somebody happy, but I'm not talking about those gifts. I'll I'll give you a hint what I'm talking about. Without it, you cannot sleep at night. If there's fighting in your household or even outside your household but near to you, you won't have this. It's more valuable than riches, a fine car, or even if you had a mansion, it's more valuable than this. You can be the greatest person in your territory, the highest official in your territory, with land and wealth beyond compare, and you cannot command this. You can't make it happen. It affects your mind, your will, your emotions, that the soul man, if you will, for it to manifest in your lives and truly matter, it must emanate from your spirit. Some of you figured it out already, I'm sure of that. So to end the suspense, let's throw up the scriptures from John 14, 27. This is the New Living Translation of the verse. I'm leaving you with a gift. Peace of mind. And heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Look at it from the amplified. I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. That's not the amplified. I'll read it from peace I leave with you. My perfect peace unit. I I need to advance the slide. That's why it hasn't happened. Forgive me for those negative thoughts. (laughs) Media team. I don't want to wait till next communion time to have to have forgiveness. I, I need it right now. Hallelujah. Here it is from the Amplifier. I love this version of this verse. My perfect peace I give to you, not as the world gives, do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be afraid. Let my perfect peace calm you in every Circumstance. Come on, look at your neighbor right now. Say, "Calm down in every circumstance." Now say it to him this way: "Be calm in every circumstance, and give you courage and strength for every challenge." I want you to make a confession with me. say it with me every challenge I face I face. I I will have God's peace this valuable commodity that is in such short supply in our world today is going to be on full display and so the title should be Everlasting peace. So we're going to begin looking at chasing peace. There is a passionate desire to seek peace. Everybody wants it. All of you long to lay your head on your pillow at night and just fall asleep. Some of you perhaps are married to somebody that their head hits the pillow and it's just. And you're sitting there for 10, 15 more minutes or more. Man, how do they do that? You want to punch them? Like, just give me some of that. Listen to what the great psalmist said. David, in Psalm 34, 14, turn away from evil and do good. Search for peace and work to maintain it. Wait a minute. That sounds like effort I have to make. It sounds like that because... You do have to work at it. Listen to it from the Passion Translation. Keep turning your back on every sin and make peace your life motto. Practice being at peace with everyone. Uh Uh-oh, sounds like righteousness. Sounds like you have to treat your brother and sister with a, a, a righteous man or woman will be at peace with everyone. Especially their brothers and sisters in Christ. So, coming from the great psalmist David, this is potent. Why do I say that? I say it because he knew what it was like to have to look over his shoulder all the time. He did it for years when Saul was tracking him down, he did it for years. Not just a few, you read the scriptures and and this is what throws you off. You're reading the scriptures and it takes you 15, 20 minutes to get through this, but it represents six years of David's life. And he was looking over his shoulder and Saul was tracking him down, trying to take him out. Everyone in this room knows what it is to lack peace. Come on, say amen. Amen. You know what it is. I'm not declaring declaring that you don't have it right now, but for some of you, you do. You lack peace, and you know exactly what it is when you don't have peace. David had a deep longing for peace, and that's what that passage says. Seek peace. Track it down. Work at it. Find it and hang on to it when you get it. When peace is elusive, we develop a deep longing for it. You ever have something that you wanted so bad and it it only grew worse as you, uh, the longer things went on? You wanted more, you want it, you want it, you want it? Come on, come on you men, come on you ladies. You know what it is to want something and you, you, you start looking at it and you start thinking about it and you start, dare I say, daydreaming about it. Fantasizing what it would be like if you had it. Maybe it's a different car. Maybe it's a new handgun, David. He's got enough of those, right? Yeah. No, there's always one more in the right. Always one more looking for. Maybe it's something else. Ladies, you you just you gotta have that. Shoes. There you go. Somebody said it. I didn't even have to say it. Rebecca, thank you, sister, for being real. What it would be like, a, a, oh, I have the perfect dress for those shoes. Or then you get the shoes and you're like, now i got to have the, the purse. You long for it. David had that longing for peace. He sought. it peace because so much of his life was tangled up in lacking peace the reality is it is a human necessity come on say amen Amen. it is one of the greatest pleasures i gain from being in the outdoors frequently And I know during the first 20, 25 years of our marriage, Pastor Amy had a problem with me always going hunting. And it didn't matter how often I explained, there's more to it than pursuing game. In the last 15 years or so, she came to recognize how vital that quiet was. For me, because our life is kind of busy. And we have a lot going on. And so it's necessary for me to go away to the quiet. I'm not the only one that figured this out because Jesus Himself practiced the art of slipping away to a quiet place. He made it His business to find quiet and listen you parents with young children you got to figure out how to find some peace (laughs) you got to find a way listen finding quiet is the oil to your squeaky life that's holy ghost driven right there god gave me that on thursday i was sitting there preparing for this message and i Finding quiet, it's the oil to your squeaky life. You got a lot going on. There's a lot of noise happening around you all of the time. But you find some quiet, get alone with God and your squeaks will suddenly diminish and won't matter to you anymore. They won't have the impact on you. It's a God-instituted principle or necessity. How do I know that? He's the one that told us to take a Sabbath. In every week, find a day that you can be quiet. In every week... Let me open something up for you guys. Sunday's not my Sabbath. I'm kind of busy. So it's, but fine, we take Fridays. Fridays is our day. Don't bother me on Friday, all right? Keep your business to yourself on Fridays. Now, somebody loses an arm. In an auto accident, say, yeah, I want to know. But I, I, I'm saying, I, you understand how I mean all of this. When you have a real need, I want to know about it. It doesn't matter what the day or time is. But, but everybody needs a Sabbath. God instituted this principle for your health mentally, emotionally, physically. All of these, and we've, we spend so much of our lives chasing after stuff. busy and busy and busy and it's it's only multiplied some of you take second jobs at during this time of the year so you can buy those extra gifts and stuff and you find yourself at the end after christmas is over you're like we're taking the they're taking the stuff down christmas is over i want to rest But you know what we have? We have promised peace. After you're done chasing peace, you have promised peace. Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. Luke 2, 14. You know who said that? Angels said it. Announcing the birth of our Lord and Savior. Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth. Jesus is the prince of peace. And Luke's gospel is the gospel of peace. Theologians claim that the four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, are fashioned after the prominent sacrifices of the Old Testament. And Luke's focuses on peace. In his gospel, the Sacrifice of peace, peace offerings was one of the four prominent sacrifices of the Old Testament. Luke emphasizes the peace that a relationship with Christ brings. Sorry, that's what Luke focuses on the birth of the promised Messiah would bring peace. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. This peace, however, is reserved for those who receive the promised Messiah. We've already talked about that at least twice in this service. You have to have a relationship with him. And real peace comes inside of that real relationship with Jesus, not the pseudo-relationship, not the relationship I go to church because, you know, it's what we do on Sundays for some of you, once a month. How are you going to have peace once a month? I don't know about you, but it, just my, my vehicles need gas just about every week. I think y'all can read between those lines. I don't need to go deeper. You know what happens though is those who reject him respond much like Herod did. What do you mean, preacher? Herod had all the babies killed because for him Jesus was a threat. Ain't let no new king come up in this territory. When those wise men came and said, "Where's the king? Uh, We want to worship this king," Herod's like, "Uh." You know something I don't know? Y'all let me know when you find him. They figured out his plan, thank God. He went about the business of killing babies because he thought Jesus was a threat. That's often how the world sees Jesus, as a threat. Because they feel like he's going to mess up their lifestyle, their plans. But I love the prophet that spent a lot of time in the inside the walls of the tabernacle and temple area they he his name is Simeon and he called when 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 his parents when Jesus's parents brought Jesus into the temple for the right uh, the the ritual basically the ritual of circumcision present him to God. And when, when they came through the doors with baby Jesus in arms, eight days old, as according to custom, and Simeon was there, and the atmosphere changed suddenly. Simeon, in tune with the Holy Ghost, thought something's up. And he began to look around, and 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 when they came to him, it was his day, it was his time. And he said these words he said, the refreshing of Israel is here. Some translate the word refreshing to rescuer. Simeon said, I hold in my arms the answer the long-awaited Messiah, the one who would refresh, the one who would refresh, would, uh, would help all of mankind, the rescuer. I have him. He said it. He literally, he said it this way. I can die now. He had been told he would be there. He would be present when Messiah would come. He' had already been told that. You can have a relationship with God close enough to know we even, even what's coming. Simeon did. Watch out now, this is pre-Holy Spirit out, outpouring. He knew this came, He knew you can have a relationship with God. and you can know what's going on. He truly comes to bring eternal peace to the soul. And this is how the angels herald his coming to the earth. They say, glory to God in the highest. Peace on earth. Peace has come to earth. Eternal peace, not temporary peace. So let's let's third, we've chased peace. We've talked about the promise of peace, who is Jesus. Now let's catch peace. Look at your neighbor right now and say, catch peace. You have to work at it. You have to catch it. It's available, but you have to catch it. The world often seeks peace at the bottom of a bottle or a pill or a Even smoking some stuff. Strange how the world gets so confused on this. Trying to find temporary help for a permanent problem. They're in pursuit of something that will evade them because there is a hole in the center of our being that can only be filled by Jesus. So look at your neighbor again. This time say, Jesus is your peace. Notice that Jesus said in John 14, 27, I am leaving you with a gift. So first we need to recognize peace as a gift. But until we accept Christ as our Lord and Savior, we will never know real peace. If you've sat through this entire service and you still don't know Jesus, don't leave here without knowing him. Because without him, you will not ever know... Real peace. Listen to how the Passion Translation says a very familiar verse. For here is the way God loved the world. He gave his only unique son as a gift. So now everyone who believes in him will never perish, but experience everlasting life. That's eternal peace. That's not temporal. That's not temporary. It doesn't fade with the changing of the seasons. So we recognize him as the gift. He, you see, is the true meaning and essence of peace. If you will truly and fully wrap yourself up in him, you'll find real peace. I mean, get wrapped up in him. Don't settle for anything less than the full package. There's not many songs that I, I criticize, but there's a song that's popular in the gospel ring and, and they sing, I need Just a little more Jesus. And I'm sorry. You don't need just a little more Jesus. You need every bit of Jesus you can get and some. I want all of Jesus. I want him in his fullness. I want him to just encapsulate my entire life and being. Everything. I want the fullness of Jesus. In my life. And you know how we, we capture peace? We capture peace as we pursue Christ relationally. That's how you capture peace. And that's what this is. When we, we talk about catching peace, I could use the word capturing peace. And we do that by developing, growing in our relationship with the Lord. Think about this for a moment. The miracles that surrounded Jesus' life came out of a loving relationship with the Father. You remember what Jesus himself said? I do only that which I see my Father doing. What? Yeah, that's what Jesus said. In other words, I don't go about my business just doing things my own way. I'm listening to the heart of the Father, and so what I'm doing is what the Father says do. That relationship resulted in walking in total peace in everything he did. Think about that for a moment. Imagine the satisfaction and peace that accompanies knowing you are doing exactly what you should be doing at all times. You're thinking right now. But preacher, I'm just a regular person. I'm not a pastor like you. God's not interested in everything that I'm about. You've got it all wrong. Sure, I of necessity must be in the place with the Lord that I'm doing what he wants me to be doing at all times. Sure, but it's not any different from me me and you because the reality is you go places every day. I'm not going. You're someplace I'm not at every day. Whether it's work-related, family-related, or recreation for that matter. You're eating in restaurants I'm never going to go to. And God's put you in that position so that that person that waits on you could feel some of the love of God coming from you. Let me give you a quick testimony. Pastor Amy would do this if I asked her. Just a few weeks ago, we went to uh, Wings, Buffalo Wild Wings. That's what it is. Yeah, Buffalo Wild. Sorry, uh, I knew there was something more to the title. And where's Wings? You're like, well, <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings. Hallelujah. So we go in there and um, somebody, somebody for probably pastor's appreciation, yeah, that's what it was. Somebody gave us a gift card there, so we went there. We specifically chose a uh, non-sports activity evening to do it because we didn't want all of the lack of peace that comes with that. And we sat down and we, we, we placed our order and, um. We typically do this. We look at our waitress and say, uh, hey, we're going to pray before we eat. Would you tell me something I can pray for you about? And she said, wow. I knew there was something about you guys. She said, you know, I... When I attended college, I walked away. I I grew up being taught about Jesus, but I walked away from the Lord. In fact, I became an atheist. She said, when you walked in, I knew there was something different. And I had just begun my path saying, Lord, I know that there's more and I'm not where I need to be. So we were able to pray with her. but, And then on top of that, she... she Dessert was on her. So I just turned around and tipped her real good because I figure if she's working during Christmas, she needs this. My point is, do you hear that? Everywhere you go. You need to be about Father's business. Let me break down John fourteen twenty seven one more time. Again, from... Amplified version, peace I leave with you. My perfect peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be afraid. Let my perfect peace calm you in every circumstance and give you courage and strength for every challenge. Pastor Amy and I have this thing we do. When it comes to making a sandwich, Pastor Amy is the kind of person that makes a sandwich and you, you do it, you get it done, you slap on the mustard and move on. I don't do that. I'm mean, I'm yeah. I'm like Dagwood. In the some of you have no idea who he is, but uh, you know I'm working this thing. I got the mayonnaise all the way to the edge on, uh, and the mustard got to touch the edge. And it's not just mustard; it's honey Dijon mustard. And uh, you know I'm working it. The, the The onions are sliced thin, but the 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 tomato sliced right. She's she's like, She gets a bread knife. She's all messing up. It's like she's butchering that tomato. It comes out looking like that. It's not a. It's Why like <laughs> a <minute. laughs> she just wants to eat the sandwich. <laughs> Now watch, watch what happens. Now she's amazing at this. The reason she looks so amazing is because she don't do that kind of stuff. She just, she'll let me make the sandwich. And she'll say, would you just, just give me a little taste? And I'm like, before I started, now, this is 20 years ago. Before I started, I'd be like, do you want a sandwich? No, I'm okay. Yeah. So, you know, and it is. she would let me get right to the middle where all the good stuff is. And she would say, would you give me a bite? And she don't just take the edge. She don't want to crush. She wants all the good stuff. And it's not a, not a, it's not one of those cute, well, we're married now, many years. It's not one of those cute bites. It's like a... And for most of our marriage, this was problematic for me. Now, I've gotten to the place now, It's just, I'm expecting it. But in our early years, I didn't like it. I didn't want to give up my peace. But I want you to hear something. I didn't tell you that story. I'm glad you're laughing, but I didn't tell you just so you could laugh today. Jesus is not like me. He gives you his perfect peace. Straight up gives it my peace. I give you. Now I can say after forty-one years of marriage, I just give her the bite. I don't I don't even care anymore. Yeah, just but Jesus says, My perfect peace I give to you. I give it to you. My perfect peace. I give it to you. He's saying you are inheriting a troubled world, but you don't have to dwell in the trouble. You can be at peace. Jesus was for real. You're going to have trouble in this world. It comes with the territory, but you don't have to dwell in the peace. You can have Jesus' perfect peace. He freely gifts it to you. He's prophetically saying, I'm leaving you with the ability to dwell in peace while surrounded by chaos. How many of you women in here that have more than two children are one of those women that, you know, kids can be chaotic, right? You get that when I say it? It could be, see, there's always stuff, right? He took my, she has my, why does she always get, you know. But some of you moms, and I Maybe you're one of those moms that it could all be happening around you like that, but you're just chill. There's a few like that. If you're here like that, mom, just raise your hand. Any, any of those moms here? You're just chill. They're all, it's all messy. They're all, it's okay. We, we love you. We want to know your secret, but we love you. It's like, yeah, but, you know, you're one of those moms that they're the, as long as nobody's dead, you're okay. Just don't bother me. You know, they still got all the digits on their hands and both arms and their feet, everything, everything's still there. Don't bother me. And some of you are that in-your-face mom that just don't want to hear it and you're constantly correcting and challenged by it, but... Jesus is prophetically saying, I'm leaving you with the ability to be a chill mom. (laughs) Maybe it's time for a Sabbath, mom. (laughs) Rescue me dad comes home and mom's like they're all yours you caused this problem now deal with it what he has for you the world can't give you what Jesus has for you the world can't do. you that's what that verse says I'm, a, I, I'm giving you peace. You can't get this from the world. You're not going to find it. You're not going to find it in the bottom of a bottle. You're not going to find it in a pill. You're not going to find it. You can smoke all the wacky weed you want, and it's only temporary. You can vape till you're, you know, you got vapor dripping from your nose. often what the world has is either temporary or fake in fact uh, it provides what it provides is often just another bondage than the real freedom that Jesus provides real peace we need to begin to practice peace come on minister robert if you're coming back here There's a part you play in this story. And I want you to catch this as I close. First of all, you have to know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. But I want you to hear uh, the lets of John 14, 27. Let not your heart be troubled. Do you hear it? Let not. That means that it's on you whether or not you catch peace or if it remains evasive for you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. If you will let the holy ghost of god invade all moments of your chaotic life you can have everlasting peace you can walk in peace I'm, you you heard me saying this it's not just moms not having chaos because everyone in this place if you work a job if you're attending school if you're a mom or a dad, peace can be evasive. It can be a problem. Maybe right now, as you face Christmas, peace is evasive for you. You need God to show up for you because you don't have enough finances. You don't have uh, just things. That are not, maybe your family's in chaos. It gets... It gets sticky at Christmas and all of these special holidays. It gets sticky, messy. What you were used to doing, what you wanted to be doing, you can't do because some stuff has changed. You just can't have what you used to have and what was comfortable for you. Chaos. But you can walk in his perfect peace in the midst of the storm, the trials, and the struggles. Would you stand to your feet?
1: Jesus is here. Everything I need. Say that again. Jesus is here. Everything I need is
0: here. Now as he continues to play it gently. Maybe you're here and I talked about you or your story and you're willing to admit it today. Chaos exists. If that's your story, if that's your situation or circumstance, are you willing to just lift your hand and say, I need Jesus to show up in my chaos? Come on. Stuff's been robbing your peace. And you're just honest. That's all. It's human I need
1: is here Come on sing them with me now
0: I want you to say it over and over. Jesus is here. Come on, let's do it. Say, Jesus is
1: here. Say that again. Jesus is here. Jesus is here. Jesus is here. Everything Say now we worship you.
0: Lord, we made our declaration earlier and and while i realize that we're a, a handful or two of people that raised their hands i know i know the reality is peace can be very evasive in particular during this time of the year so god we once again declare you are our peace When we submit our lives, our story, our struggles, our situation, we submit it all to you, knowing that you will show up with your everlasting peace, you will meet us right where we are, Lord. I thank you, God, that the men and women that call this church their church those that are new to us, as well as those who have been with us for years, I'm asking you to help them to not let peace be robbed or stolen from them, but to let the peace of God provided by the Prince of Peace be their portion, not only today, but every day that lies ahead. And whatever 2022 may have been looking like, I'm thanking you in advance for turnaround in the Department of Peace. For all of those who hear this word today, that they would experience supernatural peace, Jesus name one last time as you ready yourself to go home
1: Jesus
0: I love you folks everything pastor amy said earlier we love being pastors for you and at this place have a blessed day get some rest